This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus talking Nebraska, Ohio State now as uh, we won't have a game here on Saturday, but lots to talk about as we got to see the Huskers play a game for the first time in really 11 months. Um, unfortunately, came on the short end of the stick um, against Ohio State, but you know a lot of things to like. Um, the defense in general, um, you know, showed some areas of improvement. Uh, they, you know, they they were able to get one turnover in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was two to one. Ohio State won the turnover battle, uh, but you know there there were definitely some improved areas. I thought physically up front, the defensive line overmet my expectations. I thought Will Honus played a really solid game from all things. Caleb Tanner flashed at times. Um, So there were some things right off the gun. But, guys, Justin Fields is just that good. I mean, I I was thinking about it, Robin. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks play against Nebraska in about the last 20 years. Can you think of one quarterback? Like, we saw Josh Allen who starts for the Bills. Would you take Justin Fields or Josh Allen right now? Well, as college quarterbacks, because uh, I mean, no. If 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 you could, if you were the Bills right now, would you keep Josh Allen, or do you think Justin Josh Fields is a better player? Josh Allen's playing some pretty good ball right well, now. Well, I know he is, He's, but I, I think I think Josh Justin Fields yeah, could could I, be that good. I mean, Justin Fields is a top five pick right now if he keeps playing the way that he is right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, Nebraska's defense in my opinion, did everything that it had to do to win that game. They made Ohio State relatively one-dimensional. Uh, first half, Ohio State was only averaging like three-some three, three point-whatever yards per carry on the ground, and they forced Justin Fields to beat them. Well, Justin Fields is pretty good, <laughs> and so uh, it's not the best plan, but it was the only plan that was going to work. Justin Fields just proved why he is you know, a Heisman frontrunner going into the season. He was perfect on every pass, and – because of Ohio State's uh, playmakers on the outside, Nebraska had to play so far back that it was just shooting fish in a barrel for him. And those, you know, 15-yard out routes were wide open, and Fields was just nailing them on and just making the right play time and time again. Uh, the way he was able to escape pressure, break tackles. I mean, that guy, he can do it all right now. And I didn't think there was much room for him to get better than what he is a year ago, but he has. I mean, that guy is legitimately going to push, I mean, maybe not for number one overall, but to be that second quarterback off the board and a potential top five pick when all is said and done. Well, that's the thing about it is, I mean, he's special just by himself, but when you surround him with tremendous talent, um, you know, he, he it, it gets taken to a whole nother level. Nebraska's defense, like you said, Robin, I, I felt like they did a, a fairly good job. And, and you could tell, like, they were just wanting to keep everything in front of them. They were not wanting to to get beat on on the big the big play or, or get smoked deep. And and yeah, it did happen a time or two, but for the most part, they were able to keep things in front of them. But um, you know, when when you've got somebody that talented, um, you know, kind of pulling the trigger back there, I mean, it's I mean, it was it was shooting fish in a barrel, uh, and they were able to continuously move the ball down the field, um, you know, by taking what Nebraska was willing to give them. And, and uh, you know, it's luckily for Nebraska, they're not going to face another quarterback quite like that, uh, you know, this year. And, and uh, you know, I, I still think that there's plenty to plenty to, to like about Nebraska's defensive performance and, and some flashes from certain certain players on, on really all three levels. Robin, you might have Fields and Lawrence both in New York next year. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, Are you team Fields or team Lawrence? No, Lawrence all day. You're, I mean, so you're Lawrence over Fields. That guy's yeah, the he's one about the, as can't miss as it gets. I mean, like you thought people thought like Andrew Luck and Peyton. I mean, I put him like in Peyton Manning category right now. Like he is like that surefire of a prospect. He's unbelievable. Joe Burrow, I think, is trending in that way too. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, the team's not winning games, but he's also playing for the Bengals, which are a disaster, and they're competitive. And so that's that's all you want out of a rookie. So, uh, quarterback play. I mean, you look at all the rookies that are slowly starting to make impacts in the league. So we'll see what Justin Fields can do at the next level because I think he could be a darn good one. Yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna be pretty special. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with Lawrence or Fields at this point if you're an NFL GM. That's what uh, the NFL said about uh, Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there there are misses out there, that's for sure. And you know, you can take a guy from Duke and six overall pick, and uh, end up picking a new quarterback two years later. Yeah, that w- your uh, NFL draft season will be fun for you, at least, Robin. It usually is when you're a terrible team and you're picking in the top five every year. Highlight of the year comes in April. All right, well. <laughs> Let's keep talking defense here. Um, Casey Rogers. I mean, I, I thought of all the new faces we saw, him and then Feldarius Payne. Those were the two that I'm like, okay, they got something in both these guys. And they only – Michael Severe on Bigger Wrap Up brought this up. There were only a few times the entire game where Nebraska really played with three defensive linemen. They chose to go with two D linemen and then bringing an outside linebacker and almost playing with two outside linebackers – um, in some place, three, uh, the way they kind of schemed it up with, with the different looks they were using. Well, that's kind of the luxury you have with those versatile guys. I mean, uh, Feldarius Payne was a defensive lineman a couple months ago. Now at outside linebacker, you can play him at either spot and not lose much ground either way. Same thing with JoJo Doman and you know, the defensive back linebacker combo. So that's one of the hallmarks of what they have defensively. You know, while there are a lot of questions with uh, that, that defense, particularly in the front seven, they got guys they can mix and match, it seems like. And, yeah, I mean, those guys did a lot better than I thought they would. I was really intrigued by Feldarius Payne, particularly. I think, and, and Nick Henrich, too. I think those two guys uh, could be promising assets down the road as they continue to adjust into that outside linebacker role. But then on the defensive line, you know, being able to play guys in multiple spots, inside and out, uh, there's a lot of combinations that Nebraska can use right now. And, in uh, a year where there's no bye weeks and you just try, try to got to stay as healthy as possible, that could be a real luxury going forward. Yeah, the, the D line is what really stood out to me. I mean, the, you had a ton of bodies in there, um, and guys were playing at a really high level. And and, and especially when you consider they they were missing a couple guys that they really like. Um, you know, especially Jordan Riley, who's a JUCO guy that was that was getting a, a ton of praise uh, early on, especially. Um, you know, throughout the the off season and in and, and spring ball, when um, you know when we had a chance to sit down with the coaches, I mean, they all everybody mentioned Jordan Riley as, as somebody who was going to be a big factor in, in that in that defensive line rotation. But you know, that was the question: is how how's Nebraska going to be able to replace three NFL guys on their on their defensive line? I, and I think they answered the bell pretty well, uh, considering that's one of the best offensive lines they're going to face this year. And then, guys, looking at the secondary for Nebraska, unfortunately two major targeting penalties that were that stood um, are going to keep uh, Deontay Williams and Cam Taylor Britt out now for the first half of the Northwestern game the way that penalty travels I mean even if you get one in a bowl game it carries over to the next season in the first half of that season Um, so it's I'll never forget Nathan Gary when he got his it was like in the final 10 seconds of the first half or it was like in the last and so he didn't have to sit out the first half of the next year um, when that was the year. I'm trying to think. 
That was the year um, he didn't play in the bowl game the next year. Was that 15? The good season for Mike Riley, 16. Yeah. So oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he got it in the yeah, UCLA yeah. 15 game, but luckily it happened like in That's the, right. That's right. But yeah, it, it's a tough penalty. Nebraska will be without those two guys, and that was another reason why that I think they really wanted this Chattanooga game oh, for sure. to burn the suspension on on that game. You're okay missing those two guys against Chattanooga. No disrespect to the mocks, but that's the reality. You'd much rather have those guys ready to roll for uh, Northwestern. But uh, I thought that, you know, I mean, I, I'm a real big fan of Joel, Joel Klatt. And his rant that he had after those penalties was spot on in a lot of sense where, you know, college football, what are we doing right now? What do you want players to do, especially defensive players, when it comes to tackling? Uh, You want them to play this physical element of football, but even incidental contact where it uh, glances a helmet, that's a penalty that not only is going to cost you a first down or yardage, it's kicking you out of the game and potentially for a half of the next game after that. So it is such a severe penalty with zero room for interpretation from the officials. It should be a play that should be reviewed and you should be able to make a determination on intent. I mean, you can clearly see there was a difference between Cam Taylor Britt and what, uh, and uh, Deontay Williams, and you could probably issue different penalties as a result of that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think there's got to be varying levels of targeting, kind of like in the NBA where you've got a flagrant uh, or in basketball, where where there's a different a difference between a normal foul and a flagrant foul, I, I think that um, you know that's something that's got to change, and and hopefully sooner than later. All right, when we come back, Robin Washett and I are going to talk Nebraska basketball. Since we don't have football this week, still lots going on with basketball. We're waiting on a schedule, a multi-team event that will take place in Lincoln, as well as an update on five-star recruit. Bryce McGowns, who Nebraska continues uh, to sit very pretty with. That's all next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.